the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi there. Welcome to Way of Grace with our teacher and pastor, Jessica Stan from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward, online at grace-bible.com. Today, we are once again enjoying a challenging message from Pastor Jesse's series in Exodus called Arise, Move, and Go. The story of Moses and God's people and their years in the wilderness is always a good reminder of the importance of trusting God completely. Your faith, full-time faith? Here's Pastor Jesse with today's message called, Show Me Thy Glory. This is why I feel sorry for Moses, because he tried. He tried. These people cried, and it was a cry of rebellion, because they were engaging in a presumption of their patience, and that presumption of their patience led to, and remember I told you, they stated that Moses delayed. Y'all remember that? And I told you that that actually is an inherent statement that meant emotionally they were ashamed because of how long Moses was gone. See, we can get real angry, can't we? We can get mad. And often that's, that madness and anger is rooted in the fact that we haven't gotten our way. Right? I taught you all that, right? Delay is a notion that there was a set time mark and they exceeded that time. Right. That's a perception problem on your part. Let's get this down. So there was a presumption of patience and then there was a perversion of perception. Why? Because they assumed and expressed assertively that Moses was dead. Was that the truth? That was a lie. See, this is a perception problem. Your perceptions and mine don't start with what's going on out here. It starts with what's going on in here. We see everything from our mind first. Am I making some sense? And so if your, your mind doesn't have a prism, a framework, a grounding, a, a premise for accurately perceiving what it sees, you will actually imagine a lie, particularly if you're driven by emotions and not intellect. I told you, think first, then feel. If you're driven by your feelings, you're going to always be deluded. Right, because your feelings are susceptible to your base nature, which is always instinctual. It's called self-preservation, right? Your limbic system kicks in and you're anxious or you're afraid or you're fearful or you're hungry. We know the rules, don't we? We know how that works. And the enemy loves to put you in that fight, flight, fright mode. Because at that point, you're operating emotionally and you're operating ignorantly. The people of God should be grounded and true so we can manage how we feel. So you feel like Moses is delayed, huh? Okay, what are you going to do with your feelings? Subject them to the promises of God. You're not going to let your feelings rule if you're a child of God. Feelings come and feelings go. 
feelings are so fleeting. Nothing but the word of God is really worth believing. See, a grounded man or woman will let the emotions come because they know they come to go, don't they? If you just sit, you ladies know that. It's just some of y'all fan, and y'all know what I mean, right? You know, you just let them come, and then they go, and then we good, right? Let him come. This, this is come to go. Don't worry. This is a short run here. And I'm just using that as an analogy for all of us. Men are that way, too. We can want something to happen right away. Now, generally, when you're acting like that, God will quickly show you he's God by paying you no attention at all. Because he's going to change your nature. He's going to get you to agree with him. If he paid for you by the blood of his son, you're going to end up agreeing with God. You're going to end up going, I'm with him. All right. So we've got the people crying and these these qualities emerging, which I think are so prescient today. Presumption of patience, perversion of perspective, then a corruption, a corruption of their imagination. Their foolish hearts were darkened, as Paul said in Romans chapter 1, having inverted the authority of the leadership, which the leadership should not have let them do. Because what's going on all over the world where everything is getting burned down and towed down and ripped down and towed up and ripped up and burned down and towed up is the flipping of things upside down just as Marx said would occur when you put unqualified leadership in a position and then you scare them to death with mobs. Because these were mobs who came after Aaron. They were mobs. I told you the grammar is they came against Aaron. They came as a mob ready to shred Aaron to pieces. This is what he's going to tell Moses we're going to get there in a moment. And so they did exactly what the people said. The people cried. And then Moses said over in verse, uh, Aaron said in verse 2, And Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings which are in your ears, the ears of your wives, sons, your daughters, and bring them to me. So what is Moses doing? I mean, Aaron, he's capitulating to their will. Now, their will is contrary to God's will, is it not? But you see how leadership is just going to do what they say? This here is called thuggish mobbishness. This is what's going on today. These are shakedowns going on in your world where leaders of companies are being shaken down from the ground up by these movements. They're shakedowns, and it's destroying companies, and it's destroying communities inside by this agenda that's operating by these pseudo-woke people. You do know that, right? This is a shakedown. You, you, you have a, a perfectly reasonable company like Chick-fil-A, supposedly Christian, and you're trying to serve the people, and you are honoring God by not worshiping, not working on Sunday. And then here they come, the mob, and turn your system upside down and get the owner of the company to lick the boots of one of the mob woke people and engage in reverse racism. Wake up the people's eyes, oh God. And now that company is going down because a shakedown has occurred. This is happening in the football uh, sports arena. It's happening in the banking. It's happening across all your institutions because I already have warned you what's going on in our world. Have I not? This is a global agenda to destroy Western culture, which is the same as destroying a biblical worldview. See, this is either about knowing God or not knowing God. You're not going to withstand this storm if you don't know God. And I'm talking about in the true. Religious folk not going to make it. 
Only real believers are going to make it because their eyes will remain open and God will give them grace to stand on his side. Whosoever is on the Lord's side, let him come over here. This is a serious game we're playing today because transformation is taking place at the bottom with your kids. How arrogant can they be to take your kids? But they are making the assumption that you don't love them. And in many cases, people don't. And this is how authorities can come in and take the very kids you, you suffered and struggled to have. Because you didn't understand it's your job to raise them in the fear and the nurture of the Lord. So here comes the mob crying. And now Aaron is about to engage in something absolutely remarkable. And you guys know what he did over in verse 3. And the people broke off the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. And he received them at their hand. I want you to mark what happens here because I want you to see how when accountability comes to weak, wimpy leadership, how weak, wimpy, weak, wimpy leadership engage in postmodern fabrication of, of fantasy. I want you to see that in your text. Now, Moses, Aaron knows exactly what he's doing. Aaron knows exactly what he was doing. He was in Egypt right along with the rest of his brethren for 430 years. Am I making sense? He watched the Egyptians make gods every day. They knew how to make little gods. They knew the arduous task. They knew the kind of trees you cut down, you carve out, you construct. They knew the intense energy employed in metallurgy of taking gold and silver and pounding it to make it pliable to cover over the idol that you made. Am I making some sense? Now listen to what the text says, verse 4, and he received of them their hands and fashioned it with a graving tool. So what is he doing? Laboring very hard, is he not? And after they had made it a golden calf, and they said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Now look at verse 4, the latter part. Aaron made the thing in their presence, and they turned around and said, this, these are your gods. Do y'all see that? You can laugh, but you shouldn't, because this is what your Bible meant by, and God shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie because they did not have a love for the truth, that they might be saved. Are y'all hearing me? This is why Romans chapter 121 says, and they changed the truth of the incorruptible, glorious, almighty, infinite God, immutable, unchangeable, into an image made like four-footed beasts, creeping things, and birds of the air, and mankind. There it is. We're looking at it, isn't it? Aren't we? This here is a prefiguring of Romans 1, but it's also a prefiguring of Revelation chapter 13, where the second beast will make an image of the beast and then tell everybody else you got to engage in image-making. That's where you and I are today. Worldwide assault on humanity, forcing them into a compliance system of transforming human beings into an image of the beast. This is all because Aaron was willing to capitulate to their cry and Aaron engaged in a lie, did he not? Now notice how the language speaks. This is the part I want to get to. Notice what it says over in verse 22 of chapter 32, because Moses finally comes down. I'm not going back into that. God said, boy, you better get on down there because your boy, he didn't just lost his mind. That's my interpretation. Now watch this. Verse 22 
uh, verse 21. I'll start there. And Moses said unto Aaron, what did this people unto thee? Now, do you see that? Right. So I would put that out and put a parenthesis on that and tell you that inherent in that little proposition is a whole system of ideology that incrementally enters into the society of leadership so that it strips them of a sound mind and brings them into subservitude to ideological constructs that are designed to deny God his glory and turn men and women into slaves. In other words, it is an idolatrous ideology that Moses capitulated to, did he not? And everything that does not comport with the truth of God is an idol. Everything that you and I are dealing with in this world that does not comport to the truth is an idol. And today the idols are so visible that you can't miss them unless you want to. You are seeing idols everywhere. You are seeing idols everywhere. There are so many idols everywhere. An idol is a distortion of the truth. An idol is a misrepresentation of of reality in a visible form. An idol at the highest level of God's intentionality is what we are doing with human beings created in the Imago Dei and distorting them like we're doing everywhere. You're seeing it everywhere. Am I making some sense? Stay with me. I want to say one more thing as we go back. If you are a frog and you are sitting in the proverbial boiling pot, and the water is getting warm to the boil, as I see it doing, and you haven't jumped out yet, you're probably trapped. If you are a frog, and you are sitting comfortably in the boiling water of this worldwide transformation, which is so obvious, Stevie Wonder can see it. Answer great-grandmama. That's not Jesus. Ask your great-grandmama what this world looks like to her today compared to what it looked like 60, 70 years ago. They would see the changes. But my generation is like a bunch of frogs in the boiling water, and it incrementally has so occurred that you can't see it. And even if you can, you don't care. And that's the frog that loses its power to get out of that hot water. You're stuck in the matrix. Because you don't care. Now, my prayer is that Jesus would grab your lazy tail and pull you out anyway. And set you on a solid rock, as we're going to see in a moment, to help you overcome the damnation that you have contributed to your own demise. Listen to what the text says. Aaron said, what do these people do to you that you have brought so great a sin upon us? Moses got it right, didn't he? Because see, to whom much is given, much is required. Leadership facilitated the mob. And now we have had a major, major manifestation of central collective idolatry take place, didn't we? And Moses is now accountability. This is called accountability. So here, I want you to get this. For those of you who are active on the ground, when they talk to you, we're here, we're queer, and we're coming for your children. When you hear that, guess what they're saying? We don't believe that there is a God. We don't believe that there is a God that will punish us for our rebellion. The Bible tells me when judgment is executed slowly, it is wholly set in the hearts of sons of men to do evil. In other words, when God holds back his judgment, it's for him to show us where we are. 
So when you're not right with God, he's going to let you fall prey to that delusion. And God will let the delusion run often longer than it's comfortable for many of us. Because what God is calling on us to do, I, I have to tell you, God did not call you to be passive. I don't care who you are. You can sit and wait and be passive all you want, and you'll go right into Babylonian captivity. God has several mechanisms by which he calls his people to engage. That's why he sent Moses down the hill. He sent Moses down the hill so he wouldn't kill everybody. Because he's going to kill some people. We're about to get into that. So he said, now Moses, you represent God's elect. You are a mediator. You got to go down there and tell them what I said so they can escape the judgment. Am I making some sense? And that's your job and mine. That's your job and mine. That's your job and mine. You don't wait for somebody else to tell them. You find your calling and you ask God to grace you so that in the middle of that situation, when you look around and there's nobody else that knows the true and the living God, you say, God, grace me to open my mouth to give you glory in that situation. Verse 22. Now listen to this ridiculous response that corresponds with the foolishness that's going on today. And Aaron said, let not the anger of my Lord wax hot. See how Aaron knew that Moses had a right to be angry with him? Because God told Moses to tell Aaron to stay in charge while Moses is up in the mount. And he said, now you know these people, man. These people crazy. Man, you Moses, don't you know these people crazy? Notwithstanding, when you are the leader, your job is to reign in crazy. We're all born crazy. 5150, wide open, apart from the grace of God. Am I telling the truth? We, we, the inmates in the prison will flip that thing in five minutes without structure and without government. Am I making some sense? This is why you got to have laws. Ignorant Christians that talk about lawlessness, that is the name of Satan. He is the son of perdition. He is the spirit of lawlessness. You need law to whip, you know, presumptuous people into shape and to drive them to Jesus. When a country is without law, it's on its way to hell. And so Moses is doing his job and Aaron is showing us how weak he is. Remind me of some politicians. Man, you see how these people is, man. We just got to give these people what they want. No, you don't. You give them what they need, not what they want. You give them what they need. Verse 23, here it is, verse 23. For they said unto me, now, now be very careful here. There is so many lessons here, I, please. They said unto me, make us gods. Inherent in that is a threat, isn't it? They were threatening Moses, that's my point to you. They didn't come sitting there with a cup of tea and, and lemonade and say, Moses, can we negotiate? I mean, Aaron, can we negotiate a change here? Because we don't know. No, they were threatening him. We will change your ESG scores. We will tear down your stock in your company. If you don't comply with our social justice paradigm, we will crush your business. We will put you on Facebook and Twitter. Well, you can't do it on Twitter right now, but you can do it on other places. These are hijackings, and they've been going on since the 60s. I had to think about it for a moment, and it only took me about a second and a half. The Rainbow Coalition with Jesse Jackson. It only took a second and a half. 
Because where we are now is where they were then, and we knew it. They were hiding undercover, ready to hijack the civil rights movement. And so when people are talking about we're in another civil rights movement, you are deluded. Martin Luther King Jr.'s civil rights movement is nothing like this folly today. Nothing like it. There, there are no corresponding equivalents today. There are no corresponding equivalents today. Our issue today is not racism. It is not. That's a red herring for those of you who understand logic. That's a red herring. That's an excuse for a fight to tear things down, and you don't know that they're tearing down that which is yours as well. That's exactly right. How on earth can you be comfortable with mobs running into the city and neighborhoods you live in to destroy the quality of your own area, your own home, and you call that a good thing? You have bought into the delusion too. Am I making some sense? This is, and when the churches are silent, they are complicit. This is where my generation is today. For they said, make us gods which shall go for us. Uh, he said to Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we don't know what has become of him. That was a fallacy. God already told them what's going on. Moses is in the best place he could ever be, having fellowship with God. Don't you want your mama having fellowship with God? Don't you want your daddy having fellowship with God? Don't you want your children having fellowship with God? Don't you want your spouse Don't you want your siblings? Don't you want people in your life to have fellowship with God? Because if they really know him, they're going to do you good when they're better with God, as we shall see. And you don't want to actually cut that short. Let them hang out with God as long as they need to, because when they come back, they're going to be better people for it. Look at the next verse. Here it is. I thought this was remarkably prescient. And I said unto him, whosoever has any gold, let them break it off. So they gave it to me. And then I cast it into the fire, and out came this God. A whole lot of editing of the data, right? A whole lot of editing of the data. Now, because this is the word of God, the humor can only run for a moment. It's called a comic relief. It's all right, but you don't stay there long because I can tell you right now, America is drunk on humor. And our humor is ungodly humor. So I, I was talking to our saints in Paul this presentation we've watched for years by Yuri Bismanov, and it's called Ideological Subversion. And when he's training Americans in 1984, he's training Americans to see how the Marxist system infiltrates our culture and tears us down. They're laughing through the whole presentation. And I'm saying, see, that's the problem with America. We just want to laugh. We're laughing our tails all the way to hell. There are some things you don't laugh about. Everything is not a joke. Am I making some sense? Everything's not a joke, and you get to test yourself whether or not you are weak in character if you can laugh at evil. I said unto them, you know, take it off and give it to me. I cast it in the fire, and there came out this calf. Now, I want you to understand what God is doing. His truth is profound, is deep. His wisdom is infinite. It carries across all schemes and applications and machinations. This here expression is a postmodern fabrication of reality. It is a sharp version of a lie, is it not? Underneath this lie is what I shared with you last week. This is a neo-Gnostic sort of uh, alchemy methodology of changing culture incrementally by throwing things in the hopper of human process and constantly changing things. You and I have been in the constant change dynamic since the fall of mankind. Am I making some sense? 
and especially over the last 30, 40 years, incrementalism is the way politics works. This is why I tell you to watch out for both sides because they're lying on both sides. Not everybody on both sides, but a lot on both sides. And that pump car is nothing but a neo-gnostic alchemy mechanism for change. To change men and women from the Imago Day to an image made like under corruptible things. Look at how they're thinking that what came out of the fire is a God. Is that not a delusion? And on that note, we will close out today's broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand, the ministry of Grace Bible Church right here in Hayward. If you have questions about our broadcast, maybe you would like to spend some time with us worshiping the Lord. We would love to see you. You can get all of that information and reach out to us through our website at grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com. Listen to past sermons as well as guest preachers. Again, at our website, grace-bible.com. We'll even let you have any of the notes, sermon notes, that are available from these sermons as well. Again, there's an awful lot of resource material available at our website, grace-bible.com. If you'd like to reach out to us by phone, our number is 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. Sunday services here at the church are at 1030. Friday evening Bible study is at 6.30, Tuesday prayer and Bible study again at 6.30, directions and information again at our website grace-bible.com or by calling 510-886-9782. Would you prayerfully consider partnering with this ministry as we reach out to the Bay Area and the world (laughs) on the World Wide Web? We do so because we are linking arms with other listeners such as yourself. This is a listener-supported ministry. Your gifts, no matter the size and no matter the volume, are great help as we continue this ministry called Way of Grace. Consider that as you reach out to us and join us again next time for another broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.